Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a podcast from Bright City Church. For more information, visit our website, www.brightcitychurchuk.com or find us on social media at Bright City Church UK. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to uh, Word Up here on Bright City Church Facebook page and uh, on YouTube if you join us there. Also, if you're listening on the podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Great to have you with us again, Ben, in the new year, hey. 2022. Here we go. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, happy new year everyone. And yeah, um, Happy New Year and welcome everyone joining us. Right from the get-go, I think um, it's it's worth mentioning that, you know, as we go forward with Word Up, what we want to try is um, to sort of slightly modify the approach that we've taken in the past um, before we've really kind of uh, just gone ahead with a study we've um, you know the, the, the those on on the broadcast and but we want to think about something a bit more uh, interactive going forward right we're studying the book of revelation which is uh, really exciting but you, you could go on to YouTube you know you could watch wonderful videos and teaching on uh, on these things you could read books but I think what we're wanting to do is you know, to be a community of God's people together, you know, you and I, those of you who are joining in, interacting together and on a sort of a journey of discovery with God, with the Holy Spirit helping us, applying it to our lives as individuals and as, you know, the family, Bright City Church and friends and everyone else who joins. And, um, you know, approaching it more like that. Ben, anyway, <laughs> over to you, over to you. You. Say say a bit more. Say hi. And what what do you think about this idea, Ben? Anyway, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, um, you're right in um, what you say that you know there's uh, it must be a billion um, studies on Revelation on on YouTube, and they're all you know all good. Well, some good, yeah. some not so great. Um, but yeah, you know it it goes in with this spirit of the early church that we're you know we're trying to promote about sharing together in homes and in in some ways this yeah. is into, into the home yes um, yes good. Being broadcast and you know it's it's good you know interaction is, is good and uh, yeah. we'll keep our eye on the comments and uh, uh, this book especially I mean Revelation is is mind boggling yeah um, yeah and it's something that I'm you know not well, I have I. When I first became a Christian, you know, I really looked into it and all the symbolism and everything. Yeah. Um, but there's some, yeah, some real meat to get into in this book. Absolutely, um, yeah. And it'd be good to, you know, have a bit of conflab interaction with people. Yes, as we go like home it. groups, as, as Dee says. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, why don't you um, put on here what you think you'd like to get out of Revela the study of Revelation together? You know, by all means, put it in the comments, you know, some of the things you're looking forward to. Why you're, are you interested in the book of Revelation and, um, and why? Uh, yeah, it's, it is, um, I, I think, you know, why are we looking at Revelation? That's a good question. And, um you know, we've been talking, haven't we, just as a as a family of God's people. I think the church as a whole around the globe, uh, the Bible believing church. Yeah, there is a sense that, uh, you know, we are moving towards um, the, the, the end of days, you know, a time, you know, quickly accelerating towards the coming of Christ and, and his glorious coming. And so 
if we really do believe that, then I think the um, the scriptures that are particularly focused on that and the parts of the Bible, which Revelation, of course, is all about that. It is all about the, you know, the ultimate, the climax, the coming of the king, the winding up of things, you know, the, the study of the, the last days and the last things. And so, you know, it's good to be conversant with what the scriptures say about it, you know. Would you, would you, what do you think, uh, those of you joining? And also, what, what do you think about that, Ben? Do you think that's... Yeah, I mean, the, the, there are views out there of, of, you know, timelines and things, but I guess the world is always shaking. Uh, it says in Romans about the birth pangs and the groanings of, of the earth waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. And again, you know, in Matthew, it talks about birth pangs of the world when it talks about the end of days, the end of times, and and, mm-hmm. and here we go in Revelation, you know, yeah. uh, as we'll go on to see, you know, there's a revealing of, of God's purposes. Um, and yeah. it's good to be informed, you know, especially, you know, it is a something for me. Revelation is a, is a mystery, but it isn't a mystery that's uh, to, to remain unknown. Um, that's it, yes. They, you know, we'll, we'll look at what the word revelation means in a minute and, uh, you know, you'll see that uh, for, for us, for those who believe, there is to be an unveiling of, of, of Yes, things. if you think of revelation being a mystery, it's almost like what they might call an oxymoron. You know, it's it's um, two opposites, you know. And yet God is saying, look, I want to reveal to you. I want to show you. I want to enlighten you and, and, and open up to you what is happening. But it's so true. There's, there's so many kind of mysterious pictures and things that, uh, but we do believe that God is, is, is opening them up to us. And, um, you know, it's the, it's the last book in the Bible, as we all know, the 66th book. I think if we, if we look in the world in general, never mind the church, there's, um, there's, there's a sort of a sense of the apocalyptic kind of almost uh, a, an awareness of, you know, that things can't go on like this. I, I would suggest, you know, you, you, not only in culture. So if you look at even some of the films, you know, a lot of films about, you know, cataclysmic um, things, cataclysmic uh ending of the world. And, um, you know, we could think of some of them, maybe, what was it, uh, 2018 was that a big one? Oh. 2012. <laughs> that came in. Yeah, so we've we've, we've lasted well. Uh, 2012, yeah. we've gone well past that, and um, some of these others that uh, people put them on the on the comments if you can think of. There's loads of them, but oh, that's goodness. just the culture. I mean, if we think of even you know politically, we think of you know all these. Um, meetings of world leaders where they're examining life and saying look we can't go on much longer like this we're polluting the earth we're running out of resources we're on the verge of you know killing ourselves with nuclear bombs whatever it might be there's this sort of sense in in the world that goodness me you know are are we close to destroying ourselves should we say would would you think that's um a fair comment yeah yeah i mean that that's the sense you would get by all these different meetings that are going on and all you know the mm-hmm. world every now and again you seem to watch the news and you think well let's the end times the world is shaking and then yeah. it'll calm down and go on and on 
Uh, and it's interesting uh, talking about the word apocalypse um, because that does, in our modern mind, yes. conjure up, you know, like the nuclear war and uh, all those yeah. kind of things. But actually, you know, we're looking at the word because Revelation is actually the, the title of the book. Um, is is one of the titles of the book that you may see in old Bibles is the Apocalypse of of John. Yes. Um, uh, or the uh, no the apocalypse of jesus christ isn't it a revelation of jesus christ something like that or the they they tend to title it in different ways according to their interpretation yeah. of the greek and the word apocalypse um or apocalypsis in in greek um it, it doesn't it seems to not lean towards those visions of you know nuclear destruction and the end of the world it, the word actually means an uncovering an unveiling and or yeah a disclosure of something and something that was once hidden becoming visible and i i kind of thought of it, it, going to see bands on their new tour when they have like a or you go to the theater to see a new show and they have the curtain over you know over the stage yes um, and it's a, it is a bit of a mystery what what's next you know and, and excitement about what your anticipation about what you're going to see mm-hmm. but it doesn't stay a mystery it doesn't stay you know become visible when that curtain is raised uh it then becomes uh visible um and you know this this is what the the book of revelation is about something that was hidden or hinted at or um suggested all the way through scripture yeah suddenly suddenly the the veil is lifted and yes. what we'll see is 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 the unveiling of of, of the reality of, of of jesus yes um, good brilliant yeah. yes love that yes it, it's right it's it's we can focus can't we and we tend to on the kind of um you know apocalyptic or in 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 the sense that we use the word um you know cataclysmic events and and the shaking side and of course uh we understand why we do but and yet it's like you say, it's the great news. It's the the coming of the King. You know, to us who know Him, it's that you know total unveiling of Himself for who He is, of the victory fulfilled. You know, the the the, the final coming together of the the bride and the bridegroom, the wedding supper of the Lamb, the revealing of the new city of Jerusalem. You know, the the new earth and and all these wonderful things that we're all kind of hoping for and looking forward to so yeah Mm -hmm. it's a bit like you know looking we can go to the end of the story and we can see hey wow here it is you know we can see the end from the beginning we win yeah our god wins the lamb wins and and we're on his side and and so this is a great um encouragement to us it's what helps us go through um our days you know we're looking forward continually to this wonderful time that is the assurance of of the Christian as well. I, I yeah. kind of this unveiling. Um, we've alluded to it before in some of our other studies about you know what what it is for a Christian as opposed to what it is for people who, who don't have the Lord and don't have the re- revelation. Of course, words like apocalypse and uh, end times and end of the world kind of stuff and the end of days it brings great fear uh, yeah. for people. You know, but the the absolute um revelation for christians in this book is that despite all this shaking despite all this stuff you're going to see and despite you know all the difficulties that the world throws against us Mm -hmm. um 
you know, there is great hope uh, and there is an understanding that that we can have as Christians um, in the midst of all this, um, in, in the midst of our lives. You know, that is the testimony of scripture. I used to kind of be a bit uncomfortable with the with the fact that uh, people would say, um, you know, there's levels, there's levels of being a Christian, though. there's levels that, you know, get to the next level and all this kind of thing. But in some ways, you know, there is a maturing. The, yes, I mean, the amen. way to look at that is a maturing of your heart and your mind. And it even says in Corinthians about um, no one, a, a man without the spirit can't understand the things of the spirit. That, right, you know, yeah. the, there's no revelation, there's no unveiling. But those with the spirit, there is an unveiling, there is a deeper knowledge, there is an understanding of, of what it is to be pilgrims and exiles in this world, as, as we saw in uh, 1 Peter, you know, we're, we're traveling through. Um, yeah. And there is that understanding that comes when there is a revelation uh, mm -hmm. to go back to the word, you know, an unveiling in our hearts um, that we didn't see before, that we didn't know intimately before. Yeah, that's a great point, Ben, about it is the spirit who reveals and without the spirit of God, you know, it's gobbledygook, to be honest, or it's it's, um, you know, it, it, it's just totally a mystery, un not understandable. And um, we can all relate to that. I think those of us who've become Christians, you know, the, the word of God was didn't mean anything to us. But when the spirit of God came into us, it brought these things alive. I think on that note, let's just uh, ask the spirit of God to unveil and open to us this book going forward to all of us who are on this journey of exploration together. Yes, Lord, we do. We, we want to say that. Um, Thank you that you are our teacher and you promise yes. to teach and unveil and guide and lead us and open up to us and reveal to us. And I pray, we pray together that you would indeed unveil and reveal more of yourself, more of, 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 of who we are and what to expect to every person connecting either live or, um, or later on on the recordings. Father, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so Amen. getting Amen. into this um, apocalypsis, we'll look at the author. Who, who, where does it come from, this revelation? And, uh, you know, uh, we would immediately, many of us might say, oh, yes, John, John's revelation. And yet when we look at the first few lines, we'll, we'll have a look more closely at the lines. We can see, though, that it's actually... A revelation of the Father, of God the Father. Uh, so it's given by God himself. And um, it says, a revelation which God gave to Jesus Christ. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must have took place. And then it says that um, he made it known by sending an angel. So it went from God the Father to Jesus to an angel sent to John and and then John was to write it down and send it out to to the churches so uh, yeah you know, it's, it's this is from God himself um, yeah this is it this is the, this is the um this is one of the things that uh some of the puritans oh, I love the puritans John Owen is as a promoted the, this this partnership this this unity with the with the trinity of God uh and how we can use it as as worship, and it it reminded me of that because 
it, the mission of Jesus, like God gave the message to Jesus yeah. and Jesus willing. And there's two points of praise there. We can praise God for his wisdom and his knowledge and his care for us that we want to share. We can praise God and praise Jesus for his willingness to be the one who, who carried the message and the gospel to us. We can praise him for sending his, his servant angels to us. Um, and we can praise him for his servant, John, and how that you know has been transmitted through the ages. The whole course of revelation from the mind of God yeah. to, to us. You yes. know, it's such, yes, yes. such a wonder that, you know, we've got that, this this uh, message from God, you know, in these little yes. books we carry around, yeah. you know, yeah. we've got the thoughts and mind of God that was Amen. angelically delivered yes. and historically delivered to yeah. us. It's, it's amazing. Yes, there's something about the book of Revelation, even compared to, you know, the letters and, and the Gospels and things that, um, you know, this was actually given by God himself direct um yeah. you know two and and you might say well all of the scriptures and in in some sense of course all of the scriptures are god breathed and inspired and given by god yes um but something about this this was directly given by god and we see as we go into it jesus him, himself appears to john and and we'll come to that and and you know he falls down and and he encounters Jesus himself and we see you, you those of you who've got red letter bibles you know we see there's the red letters of the very words of Jesus in revelation so there's something about uh, this it's it's um, it's got a certain authority to it I, I, um, I'm not going to say that it's yeah. more authority than the other scriptures, but it's certainly a very special, um, you know, <laughs> revelation. And yeah, we'll come to that as well. Blessed are those. This is it's the only book uh, that, that actually says that we are blessed if we read the words of this prophecy. And Ben, you and I are going to be reading out, aren't we, to the listeners, the words. Of course, all of you, as you read it, you're blessed. And then, dear friends who are joining us, you are blessed if you hear it. So there's going to be the blessing for us, you and me, Ben. There's going to be the blessing for the hearers. Mind you, it says, if you hear it and take to heart what is said. It's no good just hearing it and um, and letting it go and, and not letting it impact your life. You must let this word impact your life if you want it to be a blessing to your life. And there's a promise of a great blessing. I say great, you know, and I don't want to add to what God's saying, but when God says, I'm going to bless you, you know, it's, you know, that is real blessing. He doesn't Amen. just throw these words around. So, yeah, That's good it. one. It's, it's, it's a blessing. So looking at the author, we, we're talking about John, who, who was, if you like, the instrument there. Mm. Now, which it's... John is this, uh, Ben? Can we be sure of who it is? <laughs> Ben's a little bit frozen there, but I think my my uh, I'm back. <laughs> I've got a little bit of a glitch going on here. Yeah, you're back. But um, yeah, the the we, yeah, we always I mean we always assume it's it's John the apostle who is with Jesus. That's you know that's what we've come to to understand and unto come to believe. Um, and certainly uh, down the ages, um, the people who were closest to the time of 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 John the apostle being alive, they all a lot of them all testify to the fact that you know it is John the apostle. I was just looking yeah. through 
uh, one of my commentaries and um, the closest um, guy to him was a guy called Irenaeus who lived to, um, from 130 to 202 AD uh, and he was under the preaching or heard the preaching of a guy called Polycarp uh, and, and he was talking about this guy Polycarp before and Polycarp actually sat under the teaching of John and in his book, he wrote a book called Against Heresies. Um, a lot of the early church fathers fought battles, uh, theological battles with the people called the Gnostics, um, who you've probably heard us talk about before. And there's a, yeah, some great stuff um, with the Gnostics that you, you can study in church history where they came against scripture and reinterpreted it according to um, Greek philosophy and come up with this, what I'd call like a mongrel mongrel religion uh, a, a thing that kind of mixed everything together and ended up you know not meaning very much but yeah polycarp who transmitted it to Irenaeus, and and in his book he's always saying you know that the work was of the apostle john and then down the ages you know people like uh for names and names justin martyr clement of alexandria tertullian um yeah. and um, a guy called melito who was actually the bishop of sardis who you know was one of the churches that was uh, is written to in um in revelation mm -hmm. and he you know he in his writing said that it was definitely the apostle of john and it, you know eusebius who's a great church historian you know down the ages he's tracking it and you can see that down the ages from when he was around we, he died in 340 ad so he had a history of the church from almost the beginning he you know again and again he finds that these early church fathers are credited to john the apostle yeah not to say that that wasn't challenged we can come to that in a minute but I mean, yeah for that... me, it's a bit of a winner to have um polycarp who says i i knew john personally and he yeah. is the guy who wrote it uh and you know i know i know it's not as quite as simple as that but yeah for me that that's that's a winner for me I, I, yeah. I think it's it's John. So the same John, the apostle John, who wrote the gospel of John and John, who wrote one John, two John, three John. Um, yeah. So they there could be other arguments, as you mentioned. Um, but there is, yeah. I, I mean, uh, just one that I came across was, uh, again, the, the Gnostics, always the Gnostics having a go. Um, you know, we, we would say that, you know, it's it. Uh, it people that would say that jesus wasn't you know divine in his uh is he wasn't fully divine if you're fully human um you know there's a roman presbyter that come along and, and it was one of the sources that he was an early gnostic as it said you know a, a guy called serinthius wrote the revelation um and but a lot of their teachings are kind of illogical because uh, a gnostic wouldn't believe in the divinity of jesus and if a gnostic wrote revelation the revelation speaks of the divinity of jesus all the way through it so it doesn't make sense so that was turfed out uh, and there were people that would say you know the writing styles of john's gospel and the letters of john don't tally up with with the writing in revelation mm -hmm. they would say you know it's totally it's such a different style of writing that you know you wouldn't um you know it doesn't make sense that the apostle john had written it but again john was writing about stuff that how how could he describe what he was seeing yeah and being being a galilean a hebrew who was a galilean he reverted to the language of the prophets the hebrew prophets which was a pop apocalyptic literature yes uh, yeah, yeah. yes that, that's true too and i think on that point as we go forward to really make sense of 
um, the the book of Revelation, we, we're going to continually need to um, refer to, as you say, the apocalyptic um, prophetic books, which, um, you know, you know the, the, the book of Revelation has so many uh, allusions to and references to. And, and um, I, I read somewhere that there are 500 kind of allusions to um, you know, the, the prophetic writings, particularly Daniel, Ezekiel, Isaiah. These are sort of prophecies of the last days. And um, mm. so to really make sense of it, we're going to have to refer back to those, particularly Daniel and, um, you know, a mm. lot of the imagery that we see. And and I was also reading that, you know, John, where Paul, for instance, he quotes the Old Testament, time and time again through his writings, Paul the Apostle, uh, Paul the, the Apostle, yeah. Um, John, he doesn't quote, but he, he gives these picture allusions, you know, which which the Jewish people would have been very familiar with because they 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 were studying the Word of God from from childhood, and they would know these prophetic pictures that would come up time and time again. And and so they it would have great meaning to them, and they would it would take them to the parts of the the prophecies of Ezekiel and and Daniel etc. and 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 immediately open those up to them. So unless we kind of um, really get some sense of those, again, Revelation won't make a lot of sense to us. So that's going to be something we'll be looking at as we go forward. You know that Jewish mindset and that awareness of all the prophetic literature. Absolutely, absolutely. So that was John. So we we might ask the question. We, we we've answered the question. Who and we believe. Now, when was this written? Well, we we know that. Well, let's go to where he's on the Isle of Patmos, and uh, he's a a prisoner there. Uh, we know it was a um, a prison island used by Rome for those who were exiled, and Patmos. That is. 35 miles out off the west coast of modern-day Turkey, an island there. And it's legend has it, doesn't it? I don't know if you know of any other sources, that during the persecutions of Rome, you know, when all the apostles were murdered in some way or other in different ways, was John was arrested and put in boiling oil, um, so legend has it, and, and, and yet survived. And it was following that miraculous kind of survival he was exiled to patmos what do we know about when he's on this island and uh, or, or or anything else do you did you come across anything ben about you know why he's on there when he's on there and what was going on at the time yeah the, the, i mean is it as with scripture there's always a bit of dispute and um the, one of the things that came across was, you know, where do we put it on the timeline? Was it uh, before the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70 or was it after? Um, and uh, the kind of consensus that was in, in the studies I was reading, that it was it was sometime after the, um, the uh, destruction of Jerusalem because one of the evidences it said is that the, the letters to the churches, some of them are quite harsh and, uh, like in this the 60 ad's it was probably you know the churches were very strong and it was uh, probably a bit too early to be writing letters to declining churches at that point um and that you know later on after the destruction of jerusalem is where you know the persecution was happening um 
in the early church a bit more and if it fit in with the timeline and some of the events of history um that it would come later around the the 80s uh, ad um and with some of the they always time it with the emperors um yeah. it was a bit too early for nero but it might have been a bit later on with uh, another one of the emperors whose name escapes me right now domitian um, i believe it was yeah domitian that was it yeah, yeah. domitian who who um, he instituted a, a, a world empire-wide persecution of anyone who refused to worship, refused emperor worship, basically, who wouldn't practice. He demanded emperor worship, and so um, yeah, there was a there was a persecution of uh, the Christians at that point. And and his reign, he began his reign in the eighties. You know, going by that, it seems that you know the the, the book is put around about AD ninety is uh one one thing i've come across in the um in in the mm. commentaries so um what else can we say about uh john well let's have a think about now so so we've got where we've got when we've got who now what about the the general interpretations of the book and, and approaches to interpreting, you know, Revelation? We can have a brief look at that before we, we, we this week we're just really looking at an introduction to and our approach to uh, the book of Revelation before we get into the the word by word, which will probably be next week. Um, so thinking about our, the interpretation, the, the, the approach to interpreting we've got some different viewpoints and, and it's worth touching on these let's start mm. with one it's called the preterist um approach preterist viewpoint of the uh book and what that basically means is that the what was being prophesied revealed or shown was to john and to the the, the churches what was about to immediately take place and what would happen in history. Therefore, you know, all the imagery and the sort of the apocalyptic um, descriptions that are in there were going to be kind of fulfilled when when Jerusalem was sacked and, and the temple was destroyed. That was what it was all about. And that is what's called the preterist viewpoint. And um, yeah, it's uh, we, we, we can talk about we can talk about, you know, the the. the the problems with it in a second but um, we might say that many who hold the preterist view tend to also hold a replacement theology kind of view that the church has replaced um, Israel and that God had done with Israel destroyed Israel and 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 kind of moved on with the church but um, I don't believe that at all as you would know but Ben what what have you come across about the preterist view? Do you want to expand on that at all? Interesting. Yeah, you you, you delve into the um, the replacement theology thing. As you know, that's uh, that's one of the, my interests. And um, yeah, yeah, I've got to rein rain myself in from jumping right in and giving yeah. a giving something on that. But the preterist view, yeah, they you know the the whole view that it's all done. You know, the revelation is as yes. Uh, it was predicting what was going to happen up to the destruction of Jerusalem. But, um, you know, consensus in the uh, commentaries is that, you know, it, it, it goes against the whole view of Revelation being prophecy, um, because certainly the second coming of Christ hasn't happened, hasn't been fulfilled. 
um and that's you know that's in the book uh kind of front yeah. and center and absolutely um, yeah. it, it's not been fulfilled but interesting with the um you know we mentioned the church fathers uh and their um backing up of john's authorship um whereas they would be the the main culprits for the ones who started replacement theology um the whole interpretation that they believe you know god has done with the jews and done with israel he's divorced himself they've lost jerusalem they've they've lost it all and now they're just one people among many on the earth um and that's you know that was uh, uh, the views of the early church fathers so you see a whole you know as much as we rely on them for some things you know there's other things that we would uh you know we would question yeah um but yeah that's 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 uh, kind of another another yeah. nugget there but you know the preterist view is it, it it's uh yeah it it's interesting you know it also kind of brings the view that you know if it's all done and dusted then revelation really hasn't got anything new to say to us it's just an account of of you know stuff that's happened and you know god has spoken through it and it's done you know it, it it's uh it doesn't kind of tally with our, the views that we may have about you know there is it does relate to to the, the end times there are things that um uh, it may confirm that have happened and mm-hmm. um, we get back to that whole thing that we got to in mark about that dual nature of prophecy uh the two mountains uh that some of you who yes, listen yes, to that yeah. you might remember you know prophecy is like two mountains the you got the one mountain there which get me in the camera one mountain there that's the fulfillment uh then but yet there is another fulfillment later on yeah and because our view of the mountain is that way round we see the first we we only see one mountain but in fact there's there's two fulfillments of prophecy going on you know it's going to be one one then and one later absolutely yeah yeah yes and and you know and that's right up with uh what we're looking at in revelation multi-layers of meaning absolutely yeah as well and okay so that's the preterist that um that those events happened immediately after um, and round about that time. And interestingly, though, you can't hold that view and then hold that um, John was around and on Patmos and having the revelation after the destruction of Israel, which was in 70. That would have meant that he would have to have been on Patmos before AD 70. And so that's, again, another problem with this. It's a bit tight for that one. Right, the historicist view, um, then that's, uh, the historicist view would say that the descriptions and depictions in uh, Revelation speak of things that are to happen and and they symbolically speak of phases in church history that are to come so um you know it's almost like saying this is and and so looking at um revelation with that kind of lens you'd be looking at the different events and saying ah yes that was when say the reformation happened this was describing when you know the uh, separation of the church of england or, or whatever it would would be or the separation of the east and the west um churches etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah that's that's a historicist view um yeah well the, the problem with that is um that you know 
if that's the, if that's the case with Revelation, uh, and it's just predicting future events, then it had nothing to say to the people at the time uh, of Revelation. And again, we come up against that whole mountain, you know, fulfilled then, fulfilled later on kind of thing again. Um, it's almost the, the the other end of what we just said with the preterist view that it's all yeah. done. Uh, and there's nothing more to say where this is like, well, it's all for the future and there's nothing to say in AD 80 when it was written. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's like the other end of the... the uh, well, the if we think of... let's That brings us nicely into this, what we might call futurist, which is that um, what John saw was, was almost like a literal account of... Um, you know, but obviously sometimes in symbols, sometimes if we look at the language, in fact, of Revelation, there are some very symbolic parts that, you know, the dragon sort of was waiting to catch the baby and this sort of thing. And yet there's other descriptions which are really, you know, they're not say not symbolic at all. They are descriptions of particular events that are happening on the earth, you know, very vivid and very alive kind of things. And so I think the futurist might be that you're you're taking those those descriptions literally, uh, you're following them chronologically as they're described, going from one to the next in the um uh, in, in, in the unfolding of the, the different judgments, for instance. And, you know, but it's about the distant future. And, and some of the things like the, the return and rebirth of Israel, like uh, the Antichrist coming to the earth at a certain time and, and making war on the world and on the saints, like Christ's literal return, then the millennial rule on the earth happening, you know, actually on the earth. And he was rule and reign from Jerusalem. And then even after the thousand years of the literal reign on this earth, physical reign of Jesus Christ, when all the nations will go up and worship in Jerusalem, after that there will be a rebellion um, that's described, a final rebellion, it seems, that that, that Satan somehow, you know, um, deceives some of the people on the earth to follow him. Even the, And then the final establishment of the eternal kingdom and the new heaven and the new earth. So, mm. um, you know, there, there are some symbolic things, but they're describing real events that are in the future. And, and yeah, so that's a futurist. And um, I have to admit that I'm in that camp. Um, and then as, as I was, I was also reading, you know, I think we can take something from, from all of the the different camps there's there's we don't want to be too blinkered do we we don't want to be too kind of um what's the word uh, i'm looking for um dogmatic in our own sort of interpretations we must approach as we look even together all of us and we're looking through the scriptures which we will be doing verse by verse let's be open let's ask the holy spirit to speak to us and uh, he certainly will so yeah, that's the kind of futurist uh, interpretation. What what do you make of that one, Ben? I'm just trying to put myself like before, like looking looking at this, thinking, well, what do I actually? What am I? You know, and yeah. like you say, you you don't have to be anything. You don't have to label yourself with anything. Very but, good. Um, yeah, I think to, that's to take from yeah to take from different things. So you know, like 
uh, when we were talking about the rapture, right? I'm like, well, I'm an A, I'm an A millennialist. <laughs> he's coming sometime, and he'll get me when he's ready. Uh, with this, it's like, well, I think I'm, you know, my view of Revelation at the moment is backed up with what we've looked at in Mark and in Peter. I'm, I think I'm a dual, I'm a dual prophecy futurist at the moment, with some idealistic and uh, um, historical. <laughs> leanings so you you know you you kind of mix it all up in uh you know into into the understanding and the only way you kind of come to any conclusions for yourself in that is immersing yourself in all of scripture yeah uh, and then coming to it you know uh i don't know if you was going to mention about the idealist view as well yes um, do, that, you, you you go for it ben what's the idealist there, there was one more view that was it was idealist uh, and basically that's just we take revelation as one big spiritual lesson um you know uh, and that smacks to me of, of something called the allegorical method of interpreting scripture where you know every, everything's up for uh, personal interpretation uh, and none of it's literal it's all allegorical and it's all picture language and it's all you know you make it say what you want it to say uh, which is very greek idea when you know actually when this was written from the mind of god you know he had very specific mm. things in mind to do with uh, the end times uh, and it wasn't like a wish wishy-washy daily reading what do you what do you you know what's your interpretation it was very specific um and, and you know scripture scripture speaks speaks at the time it was written to the the uh, the place and the time and the people um revelations that were given to say john or paul were his revelations but it was the word of god and those revelations can become our revelations you know to our personal lives um but with this you know it's not uh, just an idealist you know let's get seven spiritual lesson lessons from revelation you know the specific uh purpose to the writing specific purpose in the mind of god to us you know uh, and at the end of the day it's, it's to unveil the truth of jesus christ uh to us and the majesty of him and he's you know these purpose for the world um at the end of the day and if you hold on to that you know that's that's the interpretation you need you know it's it's jesus uh the unveiling of jesus and his majesty and god's purposes through him on, on this world yes, yes. but yeah the idealist it just smacks smacks to me of of, of kind of uh a greek allegorical interpretation of you you know you interpret and make it mean whatever you want it to mean and which, this tends uh, to be held by the liberals or those who don't believe the supernatural aspects of of scripture but um so yeah. again i think you know if we think of where we are at as as a people of god as church people we can dismiss that um you know because it's um yeah but 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 there are you know, going back to what you say, Ben, as well, there are, you know, there's ideal pictures in, in what, you know, God is bringing us into. And so, um, yeah, we can take things from it. Well, what we've got to realise is this is divine truth, you know, revealed by the truth, the way, you know, the one who is the truth, who is who has gone out of his way to say, I want to show you something. I want to show you something for your benefit, for your good. Don't forget, we've had all the rest of Scripture 
the 65 books. Now here is a revelation of divine truth of actual events that will take place. And he says, I'm going to show you what will take place. And he's, he's letting us know for a purpose so that we would be ready, so that we would actually, you know, um, apply it to our lives. And um, and again, I want to just reiterate that right through these um, these this imagery and the things that are being described are seen right through the ap- apocalyptic prophecies that of, of God saying what will come, what will happen, what will happen on the earth. And so um, that is a hugely important part of how we interpret and understand what is going to be said and revealed in the book of Revelation. Well, we've come to the end of our time of the introduction and next week we will get right into the um, into the words themselves, verse by verse, word by word, and um, we shall see what God will say to us through it. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. We're into the book of Revelation. We'll be starting verse by verse next week. God bless you. Have a great week. And and don't forget to listen in. You are you are promised a blessing from God as you listen to the words and apply them of this book, Revelation. God bless you all. Ben, any last words, my bro? Last words. Everybody who's listening, see you at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning for Start the Week. Worship and prayer live on Facebook. We'll be there, Ben. We'll be joining you. Bless you. (laughs) See you, everyone. Good night. See you later. Bye-bye.